You're fired. All right, the mic is live. The mic is live. So the mic is live, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I got Gray West here. I'm here. I'm live. We're here. <laughs> we out here, baby. Utah County, dude. Utah County. It's where comedy goes to die. Yeah, that's where everybody uh, goes to die. There's so many. I thought that's St. George. <laughs> yeah, that's like the retirement home, but this is like the suicide version of it. So we love it though. We love coming yeah. down here to all the Happy Valley. It's all right. Yeah, it's fine. I'm getting used to it. <laughs> yeah, I, can, I don't know how you live down here because I every time I like drive past the point of the mountain, I just get like so sad. I just get really? so mad. Yeah, it's because you see all like those tech buildings in Lehigh. Yeah, true. Silicon slopes. That's yeah, depressing. It is depressing. It's like, oh man, those guys have so much money, and I don't. <laughs> I just have to see it every day. <laughs> Dude, I've been. I've been looking for work, so like I've had interviews in a lot of those buildings oh, recently, dude. and I want to jump out of them every time I'm oh, in them. They're so bad. Like a couple months ago, I was interviewing at some of them, and one of them, I like walked out of an interview, and like I had no place to be walking out of an interview. I had no job, <laughs> and the guy that interviewed me was just the most ultimate Utah bro, and he's just like, you know what, dude. You come into my office. We are the upper echelon of Utah salespeople, dude. Like everybody here. Like I felt like I was getting recruited to like go sell Vivint when I was nineteen, dude. dude. Like it was insane. So I just got up and I was like, "Hey, man. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity, but I just I don't want to work here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get up and leave." (laughs) And it was like mid-interview, and it was kind of like a power move. Like it was kind of cool because he didn't know what to do. So I don't know. Fuck these tech companies, dude. Yeah, dude, you owned him. I owned his ass, dude. You didn't get a job. (laughs) That showed him. I didn't get a job, and he probably got paid like $100,000 last year, so I totally won that one, dude. (laughs) Well, dude, great. Uh, Introduce yourself. Who are you? Uh, What do you do? So, what's up? I'm I'm Gray West. I I actually grew up here in Utah. I live a little little bit north. I live in Ogden, um, which uh, everybody kind of calls like the ghetto part of Utah. You yeah, know, if there is one, if there is one, right? Uh, but you know, I got a little street cred, you know, coming up from up there. You know, we had we had gangs in my high school. I call it the trailer park of Utah. Not trailer the park of Utah. Utah. <laughs> I feel like the trailer park of Utah might be West Valley, and like Ogden might be like the actual like small shitty town where everybody's just doing so much meth. Like it's insane. Like people getting stabbed at the bars. But the fun thing is, is it's like it's like a little oasis of like not Utah. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like you're down here and everybody's Mormon and like you know buttoned up and nice, and then you go up to Ogden and like everybody you meet has like one less tooth than they should, <laughs> or like you know just a uh, you know weird face tattoos or um, or you just get really really weird Mormon people too. It's just yeah, like, it's like a good mix. I don't like Ogden. I've, you don't? Nah, I've been, but it's uh, it's all right. Yeah, you gotta give it right. a chance. It's like it's kind of a hidden gem. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I I like it up there just because um, you know, that's where I grew up and I, I I know it. But yeah, coming like from, you know, where you're from, from Washington, like Ogden's probably you're probably like, dude, this is like the ghettoest part of Spokane that I'm in right now. Nah, <laughs> Spokane Sp- no. Compton is what they call it. I heard, dude. Well, no one. I don't think anyone calls it that. But, <laughs> well, I think uh, the people in Coeur d'Alene that are like... People who want it to be hard. Yeah, I, I mean, the KKK in Coeur d'Alene probably calls I did, it that. Yeah, I was telling them... I don't know, they got rid of those dudes. They kicked them out. Somebody told me they used to have, like, parades. Like, Yeah, dude, they... Uh, I mean, the town did participate. Yeah. <laughs> like, so in the late 90s, like, the white supremacist groups, they got kicked out of wherever they were from before. Like and Ruby so, Ridge or wherever. And they all moved to uh, Coeur d'Alene. And they got, like, a compound on the lake. <laughs> and they would, like, 
parade through downtown Coeur It wasn't like an authorized parade. Oh, like, it wasn't like authorized. It wasn't like the Fourth of July and they had like, yeah. they had a KKK float. Yeah, it's not like all the kids are coming out. And <laughs> Throw, they're throwing candy. It's like everybody. it's like they would come down the street with like their Nazi flags and stuff, <laughs> and like moms are covering their kids' eyes yeah, and like everybody's scared. They're not they're not throwing candy, and the ones that they're throwing is just like. Yeah, no, they've got they've gotten uh, kicked out. Like Coeur d'Alene's like definitely like way more progressive than Spokane now. Like really? a bunch of Californians who move there. It's like super posh. Like go through downtown Coeur d'Alene. It's like there's like three gay bars in downtown Coeur d'Alene. <laughs> like it's really like posh and liberal now. And they've built all these high rise like condos over the lake and Really? Oh yeah, dude, Coeur d'Alene's popping and yeah. it's like very like very very liberal now interesting yeah when i was there it was just like idaho and like idaho was like the last thing you think about idaho is liberal like yeah it's 100 like not idaho at all yeah cordelaine's different especially if you're on like downtown cordelaine or near like yeah. the lakefront oh it's yeah it's really like posh now very expensive to live there is spokane nice downtown now because i because <laughs> I, I i remember going downtown spokane and i just remember i, I can remember the smell it was just like watery like, I don't know, like, like wet, like, milky. Yeah. It's, um, and... not good. Uh, <laughs> like, since 2016, I'd say the homeless population is, like, quadrupled. Damn. They have, like, and I've heard people be like, there's homeless people in Utah, and, like, I've seen the camps, like, near Wise Guys and stuff. Right, yeah. And I was like, this is small potatoes compared to what they oh. have going on in Spokane. Well, there's armies of homeless yeah. people, and they have a whole homeless, like, village, in Spokane. It's like the Chaz. It's like, it's like Spokane. the Chaz. Yeah, they have like that right off the freeway. And uh, they're like trying to debate what they do right now. If they just like bulldoze it down. Yeah. Or like, and so. Or they just put them on a bus and send them here. Yeah. I've like, I had someone like throw poop at my car. Jesus like, Christ. I've had like Spokane is not good right now. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here. Not yeah, there. It's, <laughs> oh, man, when we moved here, like when the Winco here in Orem right. is exactly the same as the one in Spokane that we went. Like the inside, it's the yeah. interior is all the same. Yeah, like the, every all the food is in the same location. Like yeah. they designed it so it looks exactly the same. Right, and so we're like, wow, if we feel like we went through a portal and we're in Spokane, except there's no homeless people inside the Winco because <laughs> like everyone in the Winco is homeless in the, Spokane. The, the Utah the Utah homeless people are just polite enough to wait outside. They don't go yeah. inside. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. They're aggressive. Like, one time my wife and I were sitting at, like, the nicest Italian restaurant in Spokane. And, Olive Garden? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Olive Garden. But um, we were there uh, for lunch because, like, the lunch menu is half price. And nice. we, we could never afford to go there for dinner. Yeah. So we went there for lunch. And we're eating at our table. And a homeless person ran into the restaurant. And came straight to our table and asked us for food. <laughs> what do you do at that point? Yeah, like, we're sitting there you like share your appetizers <laughs> with them. <laughs> yeah, like come on, sit down. You you like, give us meth, we'll give you breadsticks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good deal for you because it's endless breadsticks too. So like, you, you could like kind of trade off, like get some free. Well, it wasn't Olive Garden, so oh, it wasn't yeah, true. Okay, <laughs> you like when he was there, he was not family, dude. Yeah, so it was. Uh, the, the waitress freaked out and was like, get out! And like screamed at him and like had to shoo him away like a stray dog. It's always so awkward when you see like a waitress or like a person like yelling at a homeless guy. And, yeah. and like you're not involved in the situation, you're just watching it from afar, you're like at a coffee shop. Yeah. And some guy's just trying to like get some water or something and a barista just it takes it on the homeless guy. Yeah. And like half of you is like, oh, you kind of feel bad. And the other half of you is kind of like watching, like waiting it's, for some It's hard to feel bad because like, 
In Spokane, the homeless were very aggressive. Yeah, like, well, that's like, I feel like everywhere besides Utah, homeless people are aggressive. Yeah. Like, I dude. remember I this guy asked for change for me when I was, like, walking to the mall in downtown Spokane. And it's like, you got change. I was like, no. And he was like, well, fuck you. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, um, I lived in Southern California for a while. Like, I used to travel a ton for... Mm-hmm. Uh, for what I used to do for work, I used to knock doors for a living and sell stuff to people. It was the most insane job to do for eight years. Um, but we lived That's in a San- long time. It was so long. I did I one summer. Really? Like, this is not for me. Yeah, I did eight. Like I like I don't know if it was because like I just didn't think I could go to college or something, or like the guy that just told me I was going to make a million dollars. I was just it was just waiting for my <laughs> did time. Did you make dude. good money? I made good money. Like probably like three years, I did it. Like, the three last years I did it, I made pretty good money, but the amount of stress and just bullshit that happens when you're, like, relying on some, like, deadbeat 35-year-old manager to, like, provide your, like, organize your housing, like, make sure you don't get evicted because they don't pay the rent, like, all just crazy stuff. So I just ended up stopping, and I never looked back, Uh, but, dude, I will say this, as, um, as shitty as that job is, you meet the craziest people. Because you're knocking on random people's doors. You don't know who's going to answer the door. You know, it could just be a regular, like, Mormon family. Or you could just, like, enter, like, an arsenal. And this guy's got, like, 50 AR-15s on the wall. You know, so it's just, you don't, you know it's going to happen. But I think um, the the homeless people that are aggressive, like, in in California, I was in Oceanside. Um, Which, Oceanside is in San Diego County, right? Yeah. And so, Oceanside's a weird town because Oceanside itself is, like, a marine base. Uh Uh-huh. So, like, all the rest of the towns on the coast are really, really nice. Really, like, rich people live in there. And then you go to Oceanside, and it's just kind of, like, a little run down. And you go out on the weekends, and you just see mean-ass marines just beating the shit out of each other all weekend long. But... I think that the homeless population of wherever you live just copies, like, whatever the general vibe of that area is. Yeah. So, like, Utah, they're probably not mean because, like, everybody in Utah is kind of, like, passive-aggressive, you know? Yeah. So, but, like, you go to, like, a place where a Marine base is and you see a homeless guy walking down the street asking for money. He's, like, punching you, like, trying to get you to flinch. Yeah. To, like, give him a dollar or something. But dude, they, yeah. Dude, they'll get you, dude. They're nuts. Okay. I, uh, yeah, not... It's like it's hard because like sometimes I feel bad and I'm like, oh, I know they're like going through something, right? And then like when they get really aggressive, I'm like, round them up, like (laughs) put them in the wagon, dude. Come get all of them. Like this guy scared my wife. Get him out of here, like, dude. Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Like I think um, that's the other thing about doing order sales too is like I feel like you get a really (laughs) you're basically a homeless person at that point. Like you get you get dropped off in an area like some neighborhood. In my case, it was always in the ghetto, like Memphis, Tennessee, Arkansas, whatever. Dude, did we work the same place? Did you ever do uh, Louisiana? I never did Louisiana, but I've heard stories about Louisiana. Yeah, I did Just Louisiana like, and uh, Mississippi for a little bit. I, didn't I was miss, waiting I didn't for like for I was waiting for my license oh, in right. Louisiana. Yep. And so they had me do Mississippi. And so you then. did? Did you do the uh, like security systems then? Yeah. So okay. I did like Biloxi, Mississippi, Gulfport. Oh, <laughs> so you were just down like on the like Mobile and like Mardi Gras land down there. Yeah, we were on like the coast. Okay. Of Mississippi, and then we came over to Baton Rouge, and okay, Baton Rouge was rough. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard it. It's like sketchy, and like that's the thing is like coming from here. Like, I, did you grow up like when you were in Spokane? Did you ever leave? Like, Spokane a lot? Like, did your family, like, travel and stuff? Yeah, so I did, uh, I didn't know, my family didn't travel because we were poor. Like, (laughs) my vacation was going to Seattle. 
Yeah, like our vacation was going camping. Yeah, like. <laughs> so we went to Seattle. Uh, I guess I like grew up playing hockey, so we'd go, oh, okay. we'd go. I had tournaments in Canada all the time. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so like go that like. was like the extent of my travel. My mom's Canadian, so like oh nice. We'd go up there for family reunions, but like other than like Idaho, Washington, Montana, Canada. Yeah. No, never left. You were you were like me. You basically like had never seen a black person until you <laughs> <laughs> until you left the Northwest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had like two of them. <laughs> yeah. At my high school and Yeah. Also people are like Utah is not diverse. Like people saying that yeah. to me and I wanna like slap them. Yeah, you're like, like go to Spokane. Yeah, like, like go to Spokane. Like I come here and it's like we moved to, like, just our street here in Orem, and we're like, holy shit, it's a lot of Mexicans. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, people always say that Utah's, like, so white, but there's, like, a lot of, like, I grew up with a ton of Mexican people. I grew up, I mean, it was the same thing, though. Like, I think I grew up with, like, two black dudes, but they were both, like, from adopted families. So, like, yeah. like those were the, literally the only two. Like, I didn't, not even their families, like, like, I knew they were black or anything like I, that. So, I've done, just, yeah, I've done comedy in rooms uh, if you worked with buck saying oh yeah I, I did one of his shows in west valley oh, okay there were no white people in the audience yeah west, west valley's a little different dude yeah well I, I know it's a different, <laughs> but like what i'm saying is that would never happen in washington yeah that's true that would never happen also better uh not because like i'm making this like stand yeah you know, I, I, i'm not a race trader but <laughs> <laughs> as far as comedy goes uh, white people are bitches. And yeah, dude. They, they tense up. Yeah. Like, they get... I've never been lectured about a joke right. by a non-white person. Yeah. It's always white people who are offended at jokes. Yeah. Yeah, the white... The white... Uh the white guilt, dude. It gets it gets really strong in Utah, I feel like. Dude, it's bizarre, especially in Provo, because they want to be like... <laughs> yeah, because... We're they, not racist. They, and they, I'm like, dude, they, I, I believe you. Uh, <laughs> now... Loosen up and laugh at my jokes. Uh, yeah, they're they're like, if I say that I'm not racist, I'm going to the celestial kingdom. So I yeah, tell you guys that every time I talk about this, they like I have a joke about how it's retarded that the NFL paints and racism in the end zones. Have you seen that? <laughs> um, yes, I have seen that. They do that in NFL games, and I the the whole like one of the punchlines like, do you ever think like a dude woke up one day and he's like, today I'm going to do some racist shit. <laughs> and then he turns on the TV and he sees the NFL game and it says end racism. Yeah. And he's like, damn, I never thought about it like that before. We're like a Raiders fan <laughs> showing up to the, like the showing up to the stadium and he's got his face paint on. You know, Raiders colors are all black, so he's got black face paint on. But he, sees, <laughs> he, sees, he sees the paint on the field and he's like, ah, I got to change my ways. I can't be doing this anymore. Yeah, it's just, it's retarded pandering that the NFL does. And I've done that joke in front of like non-white people yeah. and it kills because like they see the nfl yeah because they see it's funny it's but like, like i do that in provo and they're like because like i say i'm like yeah i think it's stupid the nfl has end racism in the end zone yeah. and that's how i start the bit i just say <laughs> yeah and people are like what do you mean it's stupid <laughs> like they're like no it's not stupid i can't let yeah. anybody know I, I, I don't we're, think we're against racism yeah <laughs> all of us who are you yeah <laughs> like dude it's crazy but the, the nfl is wild with that shit though dude like it is a uh, like, they just, it, when, they, when they push something, it's just, like, it's so, un, it's just weird. It feels weird. It's not organic. Yeah. It feels, it, like, they, like, like, do one month against cancer, and I'm like, do you really care again? Yeah. Um, like, yeah. It's, they, put it, the, they have the little pink ribbon, and every, nobody ever talks about it, it's just there, you know? Yeah. But, and then they're, like, end racism, and then they do a month where it's, like, 
salute to service for they it, the whole yeah. month is like everyone's military themed right and it's like all right well i mean one month we're like end racism and the next month they're like let's bomb brown <laughs> yeah like, exactly. <laughs> let's, let's really put all our eggs in this basket <laughs> for august you know so it's uh yeah there's some weird messaging from the nfl yeah it's wild i uh I mean, I love watching it. I love watching it. But, like, even, like, that one dude a couple weeks ago that got, like, hurt really bad. And, like, every single team was, like, wearing his number, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you guys aren't all his homies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, we get it. You're hurt. There's someone, like, wearing, on, dude. Like, there's he, someone wearing that number who's, like, dude, he had what was coming. <laughs> yeah. like one, guy, one guy's wearing There's the someone who three. hates him. Yeah. Out there. One, guy, one guy that used to play in college with him. It's like, I know what this motherfucker used to do. He had it coming, dude. But, no, dude, it's a... Yeah, the whole... The whole um, the whole door-to-door thing is crazy, especially when you grew up, like, with, where me and you did. Like, yeah. it's not, you don't have, like, you, you don't have any people that aren't like you, and so, like, you just get dropped off in this place that's, like, insane. You oh, know? yeah, dude. Like, the first time, I remember when I first left, I was 19, and I'd never even left Utah. I flew out to Memphis, Tennessee, and this, di- this dude told me I was going to make a million dollars, and I was like, oh, sick, I'm going to go make a million dollars as a 19-year-old just because this guy, this random guy at a call center I worked at told me I'd do it. And we get out there, and the first places these people drive me like drop me off in is literally the like the hood, like like the yeah. hood hood of Memphis. Like three six mafia live there. Dude, I believe it. Like, That's when I was in Louisiana. They only put us in like ghetto places. Yeah, why do they why do they do that? Like do they not like they sell easy. Well, they sell easy, but but then, they never pass the credit check. Yeah, like I had so many sales fall through because oh, we ran their credit and they couldn't. Like I had a thing. Like if I was pulling up to somebody's house and they had a they had a Chrysler 300 in their driveway, I just wouldn't even knock on the door. I'm like, this fucking idiot doesn't pass credit, dude. He's, this guy's got a 420 credit score, dude. <laughs> the only thing he could have approved on was a Chrysler 300. Were you selling security? Yeah, I sold, I sold security, which is crazy. For um, yeah, Vivint, and then this, like, random company. I can't even remember what the company is called my first year in Memphis, but smaller company, and selling, you can relate to this, like, selling security is wild door-to-door. Like, yeah. your job is basically, you're not selling anything, you're just scaring the absolute shit out of whoever <laughs> answers that poor door behind you. It's like, hey, I'm here, did you guys hear about the... Um, the break-ins next door and it's yeah, like do you hear your neighbor got raped last week <laughs> yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like hey your neighbor across the street's a child predator i want to come knock on your guys's door because i saw the bikes in the yard i think, <laughs> I think we need i think we need to talk about this and you're just getting and it's just crazy dude like you just um i don't know i didn't like it like i didn't like selling it because i felt like i was scaring people all the time and like just felt like i was lying dude, i sucked at scaring people like i was like because you you do the scam right where you're like uh Hey, we're just advertising in this neighborhood, <laughs> yeah. right? We just want to put a sign up in front of your house. Which which is crazy that they're sending, like, Mormon white dudes to do advertising in the hood in Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was the first bit I ever did when I started stand-up. I oh, talked really? about summer sales. Yeah. Yeah, and I, like, talked about how it was, like, a dumb idea to send Mormons there. Yeah, and, dude. Uh, <laughs> I was like, dude, they should send, like, convicted, like, convicts there. Like, yeah, they, ex-cons. Like That's they who sh- they should send to the hood. Like, they should just wait outside the jail and, like, be like, hey, does anybody need a job? <laughs> Is anybody not on parole yeah. that can leave the state? <laughs> One of the punchlines I had was, like, uh, they should only hire, like, convicted sex offenders because <laughs> they won't take no for an answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're probably used to knocking on people's doors, dude, to tell everybody that they're a sex offender. <laughs> to tell their neighbor anyways they've already been good, doing the job dude that's a good tag oh. um, I haven't done that bit in years that was like the first bit I ever did that got laughs really and so like you know when you like find a bit that like does well and you just kind of run with it so yeah. like, in the first few years I did comedy that was like yeah. the only bit I did that like 
did well. So did you, you like lived up there in Spokane and got connected with Summer Cells from Spokane? No. To go, oh, you didn't? No. Um, so I went to BYU Idaho. Oh, okay. And a dude from my mission, uh, I did a Mormon mission oh, yeah. in Guatemala. Okay. And uh, he's like, dude, it's just like it's just like the mission, dude. You just make money. Which, to be fair, the neighborhoods we were in way less <laughs> way less sketchy than the neighborhoods I was in in Guatemala. <laughs> yeah, I never saw a lady once get her head sawed off in Jesus Louisiana. But like uh, uh, Guatemala, that was like a, that was just a regular Wednesday afternoon, dude. Central America, all those countries in Central America have like the highest murder rate in the world. Like Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras are all like really bad. Yeah, that, that I mean that makes sense. They're like, hey, we're going to Baton Rouge. It's really ghetto, and you're like, bet. Yeah, I can't handle it. No, so I, I wasn't even concerned a little yeah. bit about the ghetto neighborhoods. Right. Uh, one time, I uh, like kind of got threatened in Baton Rouge. Uh, okay. I was like walking through a sketch neighborhood, and they're like, I don't know, like ten dudes sitting on a stoop. Like yeah, dude. A porch. A stoop. <laughs> I think stoop's a ghetto word. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, bro, be careful. You can't be S-word out here, dude. <laughs> and so uh, they're sitting on there, and I'm walking by. And uh, I was, like, walking by. I'm like, hi. <laughs> I just, like, keep walking. Yeah. And one dude stood up who's jacked. Like, oh, no. Dude, like Vin Diesel. Like, <laughs> and he yells. He's like, get your bitch ass going. Oh, damn, dude. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, sir. Oh, yeah, and I funny. was I was moving. That was the closest I got to being threatened in Louisiana. Yeah, see, I the thing with me is I I I was kind of a, like after I because I did it the first year, went a whole year and had fun. So I was like, I'll do it again. And I, uh-huh. So I got a little bit more confident. And that confident when you're 20 years old, it doesn't turn out to like charisma. It just turns out to being like a little cocky fuck on the doors and like yeah. some guys like start pulling guns on you and then like you know. Not things I'm not proud of back in the day, but hey, it happened. Yeah, dude, I but, I got the cops called on me. Oh, dude, five times in, in, in a same, month. In the month? Were you like in the same town the whole month? So dude, the cops like my you? like manager, dude, whoever was like in charge of me. Uh-huh. He's like, are you like threatening people to make the sales? <laughs> or like, like what's going if on? You don't let me in your <laughs> yeah. house and sell. Let me sell you this. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back and kill myself. I like, dude, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. He made me cut my hair because I had, like oh, long dude, hair. That's messed up. Dude. I had long hair, and so like. By long hair, I mean like long hair for my standards. Like it was. But yeah, you had like a you had like a Blink One Eighty Two concert goer cut. You yeah, had like a shag. And then so he was like, "Dude, we gotta cut your hair." So I went from like that to like total buzz cut. Yo, damn, dude! So you just look like you went you dude, went from looking like an emo kid like to looking a, like a skinhead. Dude, I looked in the like same a marine. I looked like <laughs> marine. a marine. Let me see, dude. Yeah, I got so you can find it. I, I got pictures here of what I my transformation yeah, was. Yeah, I, uh, I shaved my head this year. I'm currently in the process of growing it back because I feel like trying to hold on to my haircut or my hair that I have. So that was like how. Oh yeah, that's just yeah. It's not like super long. It's just like normal. Like it's like a normal white dude haircut, you know. Yeah. When you're 19. Yeah. 20. Yeah, dude, I was 21, and uh, yeah, dude, it was uh, not. I don't know. Wasn't like crazy long. I'm trying to see the picture from Louisiana here. You you like shaved it. You like just did a zero, and then uh, that's after. Oh God, yeah, dude, you did a one on the whole head, dude. Yeah. 
Um, good old, good old Louisiana. Yeah, dude. And that's the typical door to door sales get up, right? The oh polo, yeah, the, the polo, the lanyard, the ca- the cargo shorts, dude. Would you ever put like tra- like snacks and treats in your cargo shorts? No, I didn't. Did you have a car? Were you were you one of those I, lucky I was guys the that would drive who, out? I was the one who had the car. Oh so damn! I so dropped, you're like you're like the I king, dropped dude. everyone else off in the yeah. areas. Um, well, it sucked because I was like on the will of like everyone else. Yeah, like, I had to go. Well, that's, that's when you up. just become an asshole, and you just leave the, like, you're just like, all right, I'm not picking you up till yeah. nine. Have fun, guys. Don't get arrested. Don't get raped. one dude, he decided one day, he was like, fuck it, and he just, like, took a nap in a park. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, is, like, as a summer salesperson, you're basically homeless. Like, every, every person that's done it has taken a nap in a park. Yeah. Every person that's done it has sat in a, has sat in a Wendy's for two hours. Well, and- like. Like, the Mormon churches, like, my phone could connect to their Wi-Fi. Mm. So, like, I found a Mormon church in Mississippi. Oh, and nice. And I remember I just, like, sat right against the building just so I could use Wi-Fi. Yeah. I was out of data. Oh, this Jesus. This is, like, 2015, like, where unlimited data Yeah, we had to, really... you, had to, like, you had to, like, buy text still at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't quite that bad, yeah. but yeah. Well, um, dude, that's funny when, you, uh, when you're talking about how, like, that guy threatened you. Like, the first day I literally was in Memphis, I... I was out and I was like ready to go. I was excited, and I get out of the car. I knock a few doors, and like people are like not interested. Whatever. This is the first time I've ever done it. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking down the street, and like back then I was like just this tall, skinny dude, tall, skinny white dude walking through the walking through the hood. And my mom, right before I came out to do that, she bought me these brand new Nikes. Oh no! And they were fresh, dude. They were so sick. I was That's so excited to have them. So I'm walking down the street, and this guy up on the stoop, dude, or the porch. Uh, he, like, yells, he's like, hey, what size shoes are those? And I was like, size five. Like, I didn't know, just, like, I didn't want to get my shoes robbed. And he was just like, damn, boy, some small-ass feet. <laughs> and I was like, all right, like, okay, I can just lie and get away with, like, not getting robbed. This is cool. But, dude, you'd meet, like, the, it was funny because, like, after, like, literally never meeting, like, any black people at all my whole life and like being just immersed in memphis after like two weeks dude it was insane like i feel like it changed me as a person <laughs> like i didn't quite have an inward pass but i could probably get away with wearing a do-rag you know what i mean like <laughs> get some waves but it was a but that's the funny thing too is like when you do it it's like it's kind of the same everywhere like people are just crazy because i've done it in you know crazy ghetto places like like memphis was like like, Memphis is a cool city, but, like, the, the, the hood of some of these places is just really, really bad. Like, Little Rock, Arkansas was, like, oh, scary dude, I, as hell, I, dude. I, like, I stopped in Little Rock when I was driving to Louisiana, like, and I went to a... I had a pump gas. Yeah. And, yeah, it was sketchy. I did not know Little Rock was that yeah. nasty. Well, there was, like, one day I was there, and it was the same time. This was the same summer that that guy uh, ate a bunch of bath salts in Miami and, like, ate that face <laughs> off. Remember that? And, like, Little Rock had, like, their own, like, version of it, and it was, like, a guy, like, just started, like, gnawing on some dude's arm, and it was in the neighborhood that I was at, like, the day before. And so, like, you know, naturally, what, I, what am I going to do? I'm going to use that in my sales pitch and just talk about some guy on bath salts eating people in the neighborhood. <laughs> I uh, saw that. Did hey, it work? Get no. a security system. We heard there were some zombies in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm just out here with the local zombie outreach uh, team. <laughs> uh, we, we heard that people have been getting eaten out here, so uh, we, did, we decided to show up. But, well, no, well, it was fun, though. Dude, let's jump into these questions I have prepared. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I ask the same starting questions. Uh, first up, have you ever been fired from a job before? Yeah, the first time I got fired from a job was actually this year. Like, ever. Like, I've never been fired for a job. And in June, I got fired. Oh, geez. What happened? So, 
um, I, was, I was I got hired to be uh, I was the only U- employee in Utah for this like tech company uh-huh. and so it was fully remote and I was doing great like it was fun I was uh, I was working at home doing my thing doing my job and then my I quickly found out that like the reason why so many people were leaving this company is because they would just spy on you all day like when you're working from home so like they'd have the keyboard stroke software like knowing you're typing and when you're not uh-huh. so it could be like hey Gray what were you doing between uh, 11 13 and 11 17 we didn't notice you weren't typing and I was like I don't take a shit dude like what do you like what do you mean and they're like yeah you can't you can't be doing that whenever you can like so micromanaged and then one day oh dude that's the so, worst so it was like a mix of that and then like um, I remember I had like a vacation planned uh, with my son and uh, the Friday before uh, we were supposed to leave, um, my, my manager's like, okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm revoking your PTO because some random rule that happened. Like, he just revoked it. Uh-huh. And so af- after that was done, I was like, well, I'm still going to go because I paid for my flights and the hotel and everything. And he goes, well, if you if you go, then you're agreeing to resign. And it's just that corporate bullshit. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Dude, where it's like agreeing to resign where you're going to quit, but we're kind of like forcing you out. So in my head, I was like, nah fuck that dude like if you guys want me gone you're gonna have to fucking fire me so i went from being like i've never been like the person that's like tried to be a bad employee uh-huh. but i tried so hard after that time so i remember like two weeks later um i go i go to jimmy john's and i come back and i'm eating my sandwich and i look at my my uh my laptop and the green camera light's on uh-huh. I'm, like, oh. I'm like oh fuck i don't know if i have a meeting right now I, like i was like freaking out i look at my calendar nothing's on the calendar i'm like that's weird so I and then I realized it clicks in my brain that he's watching me through my webcam, like in my house, and I dude. was just like, "Fuck this, dude!" And when I just I worked from home. I always covered the camera. See, I I should have done that, like, but I also just forget. It's so, like I cover it if I was like, you know, it's like, oh, I gotta take a shit. I want to leave the door open because it's my house. You know, yeah. nobody can tell me not to do that. But I'd like keep it on there just in case like people would see me like walking out. Like if I forgot toilet paper in there and had to walk out with my butt out or something, I don't want the the whole team to see it but anyways so he's watching me and i realized that so i just decided to start mocking him and i just was like oh brad i i promise you i'm gonna make all my calls today like i promise you i'll get everything done and send my emails and he was watching and then two days after that happened um i got fired like immediately like terminated for my unprofessionalism quote unquote <laughs> but that was the goal dude it was to give that unemployment you know what i mean that you yeah, can't get so that you if get... you quit your job yeah so that's why I made the mistake. I quit. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. I've, I've, I've done that at every job. If I felt like I was going to get fired, I'd just quit. But there's there's something powerful about getting fired, dude. Dude, so what's the worst job you ever worked? Uh, I would probably say the worst job. Selling solar kind of sucked, to be honest with you, door-to-door. I didn't like that Solar? Worse than security? Kind of. I, I don't know. Security was, Security's bad, but like I had fun experiences doing it, right? Yeah. The solar, like, it was just, like, it wasn't fun, and, like, it would never, like, like it, the shit was just, like, stupid all the time. But I think, honestly, the worst job I probably had ever, uh, I worked at Pizza Hut when I was in high school, and that was, that was pretty, uh, that was pretty depressing time really? of my life. Yeah. It was, I didn't have a license, because I got, like... like, the type of job you're supposed to have in high school. Yeah. But I think, um, at the time, because I was, I, like, got my license taken away, because I got, like, an underage drinking ticket. And in, oh, in Utah, geez. they take your license away if you get caught drinking. So I'd have to, like, walk to work every day in the winter and just sit there and cook pizza all day. And Dude. the the manager was just this weird guy. I just kept trying to, like, hit on the uh, my friend that worked there with me the whole day. And everybody just hated it so bad. 
he was like weird dude like i used to think that like people were older i'd be like oh this guy's older he's just like gonna try try to throw out some riz you know what i mean and then uh-huh. you like and then you become 25 and then you realize like no that's that guy's just a pedophile you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> like so it's just, it's just funny but yeah probably pizza hut is probably one of the worst ones um i mean shit like most of my most of my stuff was just like sales jobs like yeah you know like there's there's times i sold security systems out of like a garage um yeah, Pizza Hut sounds rough. Yeah, Pizza Hut wasn't fun. Um, the only thing that was fun about that job is we would like go go uh, go smoke weed in like the freezer mm. um, with my friend. Would it change in the freezer? Huh? Is smoking weed different in the freezer? I, I, no, I, I think that we're just stupid. <laughs> we, like, we like thought I did something cool, but we we're just like hiding. I think. But yeah, that was that was a pretty stupid job. Pizza Hut sucked, and I just smell like I just smell like pepperoni all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that, yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like in high school I would have loved to work at Pizza Hut. But yeah. now, I mean, now as a 29 year old man, <laughs> I would shoot my brains out. Yeah. If I was working like, at Pizza Hut. Like you would blow your brains out over the, over the pizza toppings. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so what's your favorite job? So um, I like my job now, um, but probably like one of the funnest jobs I had. This is probably like I'm just, I'm just I feel like I'm going back in the glory days right now because one of the funnest jobs I had is I worked at the um, like a like a minor league baseball team up in Ogden. Uh-huh. It was actually one of my first jobs, but I was 14 and I got to stock all the beer. Oh, it, nice. it, all There's the a minor league baseball team in Ogden. Yeah, the Ogden Raptors, dude. <laughs> they, yeah, they're like an LA Dodgers affiliate. But yeah, the Raptors and the, the stadium is so ghetto. Because isn't there one in Salt Lake as well? Yeah, there's the Bees, like the the A the Angels. That's the Angels, like uh, farm team. It's like Mike Trout. If you're like baseball guy, like Mike yeah. Trout played at the Bees. Like he played for okay. the Bees for a minute. Um, but yeah, the one up in Ogden is like not. It's like the same as down here in Orem. Like that level of like ballpark, like tiny. Like it looks like a high school stadium, but. That was the first time I drank beer, and the cool thing was, is, like, we could get away with it, because, like, nobody would expect a bunch of Mormon 14-year-old kids to, like, drink. They thought we were all, like, well-behaved, and, yeah, we would, uh, we would drink on the job at my first job, so I'd probably say that was my funnest job. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's nuts. Um, let's see, so what's, the, I guess that kind of ties into it, but, or it's close, but what's the okay. worst thing you've ever done while on the clock? Like on the clock? Yeah. Working from home, you get you get into some nefarious activities. I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like so, some some kind of things that you can't do at the office. You know what I mean? Like, you just gotta go crank one out real quick upstairs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's just... the most common answer to this question. Really? <laughs> yeah. But that's not even. I like. I wouldn't even say that's like the worst thing. Like, I think the worst thing I did. Um, so when I when I was knocking when I was doing summer sales door to door to door sales, um, there was like a time there was like a two month period where I just hated doing it, but I still was out there. And we were in Texas, and something would happen. Like if somebody was like rude to me, I'd like chirp back at him. Uh-huh. And you don't do that to people in Texas when you knock on their door. Yeah, especially the guy that has like Smith and Wesson stickers all over his house, and like. Uh, you know, like a target thing saying like we don't call nine one one with like a revolver. And this guy, I remember I knocked on his door and he was like just such an asshole to me, like so rude. And I but took it like offensively, like I was like twenty one, like I didn't have any emotional intelligence at this point. And I just like remembered being like, Okay man, don't worry about it. We'll just we'll just shut it off. Like we'll send the team over here at six in the morning, just make sure everything's like away from the walls. And I just walked away and he's like screaming at me, he's like, What are you talking about? Blah 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 I just turned around. I started like pretending like I was like taking notes on his house, and this guy lost his fucking mind. Goes in his house and grabs his gun, 
comes out the the like his like little sidewalk or whatever that comes up to the door, pointing his gun at me the whole time, and is walking me. And it's this is like not like a ghetto neighborhood. Like there's like mm-hmm. a subdivision. Like it's like a suburb. Yeah. And it's like three thirty p.m. So there's like kids getting off the school bus, and there's just this like bald, pissed off Texan with a gun like right in my face, just like walking me down the road, like screaming at me, and I'm like having to tell people to like call the cops. And dude, the craziest part about that whole thing is like I told my manager that happened. Like, so, like, if you were my manager, because you were the car group guy, because uh-huh. I didn't have my car, I didn't drive, like, I got dropped off in this neighborhood, uh-huh. so this guy's chasing me around, I don't have a car to leave, I just have to walk to the other side of the neighborhood and hope he doesn't see me, told my manager about it, and he just makes me go back to the same neighborhood the next day, that, like, the whole, the whole entire, like, suburb, or the whole entire subdivision, like, saw me get, like, walked around with a pistol in my face, so, I don't know, that's probably one of them, that was pretty, that was pretty bad. I just think I was talking shit. I kicked somebody's gnome over one time. I felt really bad about that. I still, <laughs> you I still, felt bad. Yeah, I, st- I still think about that one sometimes. I feel bad. Because it was just a gnome. It was just chilling. It wasn't doing any harm. Wait, um, were they just like dicks or were they just didn't buy and you were frustrated? Yeah, I think I was just I think I was just mad they didn't buy for me and I like, tipped their tipped their gnome over with my toe. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't even break it, but I just like kicked it over and I was like, meh. Like, whatever. <laughs> But Dude, I got threatened quite a few times. Dude, it's it's like it's like when you look back on it and like you, in the moment you're like, oh, that was crazy. Like I can't wait to tell my buddies about it tonight. But then you look back on it, and you're like, I was like inches away from fucking dying. Yeah. Like, like it, like it's like I couldn't imagine like doing that shit now. Like in tw- like how heightened people's like shit is. Yeah. Like being that like testy little twenty one year old, twenty two year old kid. Like yeah. Dude. Like, yeah. I, I, dude, I was selling, you know, religion for two years right. in Guatemala, and that's all door to door. I think it's funny, like it's, instead of going on like a mission work, you're like, I was selling religion. <laughs> like, and it's like I was lucky because I was the only person I knew in my mission who didn't get robbed. Damn! Like okay. everyone got robbed at one point. And I never had on your it mission. Happen. Everybody got robbed. Oh yeah, dude. That if dude, I mean everyone got robbed. That would like solidify my like faith in Christ. <laughs> if I was you, I'd be like, dude, I'm doing something right here. This, this two years has really dude, been treating the me rest good. of these missionaries a bunch of sinners. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, dude. We funny. had a uh, dude. Uh, missionaries got kidnapped when I was what? there. Yeah, they got kidnapped by a gang. That's insane, dude. Yeah, that's w- crazy. So it's called the 18th Street Gang. Or in Spanish, the Mara de Asiocho. Oh, okay. And they run, like, the whole northern part of Guatemala City. Is that where it's from? Is, like, in, like, Central America? Like, yeah, MS-13 is a Salvadorian gang. Is that, like, the same as, like, the 18th Street one you're talking about? Or is that, like, a different one that's, like, just... That's the same crazy. one that's here. Oh, it's the same one? Yeah. Okay. Because I remember, like, in Ogden, uh, growing up, you'd always hear about the 18th Street gang in Ogden. And then the Ogden Trece, yeah. which is 13. So it's, like, the so, MS-13... They're, they're called the 18th Street Gang because Guatemala City is divided up into zones. Okay. It's like almost like it's the Hunger Games or something. <laughs> so people ask you, like, what zone you're from. Like, okay. I'm from Zone 6, so I'm from Zone 7. Like, And so the city is divided up in zones. Zone 18 is considered, like, the red zone. It's oh. the most violence, most, like, murder. Yeah, like, just, like, and the crime. That's what, that, that's what that is. Yeah, and that's where that gang, like, really began and took off. Okay. Was from that area, and then it spread through Mexico and the U.S. Damn, but it was okay. called the Mara de Asiocho, which literally means the gang 18. Oh. Uh, but 
in English when they, they we sound translate. so much cooler in Spanish. Yeah, when we translate right? to uh, English, we're like the 18th Street Gang. Yeah, that uh, just sounds like a bunch of kids. Yeah, the 18th Street Gang. It is a bunch of kids. Well, you I know was, what I mean. Yeah, I, mean, I was there and be like knocking doors, and the people were like, oh, that guys in the gang i'm like that 12 year old and they're like Damn. yeah <laughs> like that's insane they like recruit dude. them young um like when i was leaving uh like this is like two weeks before i'm going home and i see on the front page of the newspaper there's a picture a security camera got a picture of this kid who's like throwing it looks like he's throwing a football but he's throwing a hand grenade what <laughs> yeah because like uh the gang, like, what they do is they extort people. Like, so oh, if you own a business right. in their territory, you got to pay. You got to like, pay them for protection or whatever. For protection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah protection, quote unquote. Um, and so the water company didn't pay for their protection. Oh, shit. And, like, you can't drink out of taps. So it's yeah. water delivery systems. So oh, there's water okay. trucks that, like, deliver water. Right. And so the kid was assigned to throw a grenade at the water truck. What? And he threw it, and the truck just drove over the grenade and didn't detonate. But behind the truck was a public bus. God damn! Killed nine people. And it was just like a ten-year-old kid. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Like they, dude. they get kids to do a lot of these like horrific crimes. Damn, that's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, it's like dudes with face tattoos who are running it, and then they get yeah. like kids to do all like the dirty Coney work. 2012. Yeah, but just in Guatemala. Yeah, dude, it's <laughs> crazy. Um, but yeah, they kidnapped two missionaries. Uh, they tried to get ransom and it didn't work. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, dude, they like, they had, the church had its methods down on how to deal with kidnappings. And, really? Uh, yeah. It was, well, yeah. I mean, you think about where they send like the missionaries and it's like, they got to have protocols in place for like a kidnap missionary. Like, so one kidnapping, so two kidnappings occurred in my mission was really there. like two separate instances. Yeah, like both of them were like eighteen months apart from each other. Oh Jesus, dude! And uh, three had occurred the whole time I was in Guatemala, but one was not in my mission. Oh, gotcha. Um, but in my mission specifically, yeah, two times Jesus missionaries got Christ, kidnapped. Dude. One was by the gang. Okay. The second kidnapping was almost scarier. It was just this deranged, like, ex-Marine who was American. Oh, like an expat? American. Dude, if you're and an ex, if you're an expat or, like, an American guy and you choose to live in Guatemala, dude, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. and the, That's insane. Yeah, the dude kidnapped a missionary and took him what? to Honduras and, like, tortured and raped him. Good lord. Yeah. That's it. That's terrifying. Yeah, that's just like some, that's just some crazy dude. Just saw like another white guy. That's like, scarier than the gang. Yeah, I would, <laughs> yeah, that is scarier than the gang, dude. I'd, like, I take a nine-year-old grenade any day over some range <laughs> rapist, dude. Come on, that's insane, dude. Yeah. So did he? Uh, um, like, so they didn't they they didn't pay their <laughs> pay his ransom. No, dude. The the police in Honduras they caught him and uh, rescued the missionary. Damn, dude. Yeah. That's but, like a that's like a scary. I don't think you're gonna see that Mormon movie get made about. That. <laughs> <laughs> Do they make those about the missionaries Dude, sometimes. The, I don't think I don't think that I don't think that the that the uh, whatever company <laughs> Vid Angel. I don't think they're gonna be. Doing that <laughs> it should. It'd be a good. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna write the script for that. Yeah, gonna, write the script and then try to like make it clean. <laughs> Uh, dude, no, it's gonna be realistic. Oh, man. <laughs> missionary getting raped. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, and then, dude. dude, that's uh, I feel like I've heard stories like that though from like other like people that have served in like 
you know, or, like, where they've done their missions in, like, Central America, or, like, even, like, Ecuador and, like, Brazil and shit, dude, like... Dude, Guatemalans, uh, a lot of them that I met have, like, real fucked up senses of humor, because... You know, they just see people dying. They see that, um, and then Guatemala, from, like, 1965 to 1999, was in a civil war, and it was a genocide, like, very one-sided civil war, and where the government killed half a million people. Jesus Christ. And so, like, everyone there grew up with... Just, like, just, so much trauma. Yeah, like, so much trauma, so much horrific stuff. And I definitely think, like, going to Guatemala shaped, like, my stand-up. Yeah, because you, you, you got a pretty dark sense of humor, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, compared to, like, other Utah people. Yeah, no, I think it definitely shaped it, for sure. Which, I don't know, There's uh, there's people who I did my mission with who are, like, the most jolly Mormony Mormons in the world. Those and people they, like those guys are nuts. Yeah, <laughs> those guys are the, literally they, crazy. They gotta be crazier than I am. Like yeah, those guys like flog themselves on the back like every night like when they go home, dude. <laughs> like they like you can't hold that in for that long and just be a jolly happy guy, dude. Yeah. Like I don't know. Either that or they have like twenty kids because they just like dude. <laughs> Yeah, so there's uh I don't know. There was definitely but like I don't know. I feel like I saw a lot of crazy shit, but I feel like everyone else also saw crazy yeah, stuff. Like, true. like I said, I was the only one I know who didn't get robbed. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, like you, the crazy shit that you saw was like that was like diet Guatemala, dude. Like, you, like everybody else had like full fledged like, like. Yeah, I'd never seen like a dead body from like a violent really? attack from a violent oh, okay. attack until. I would. I think most Americans probably haven't seen a dead body yeah. in a violent attack. Yeah. But like, I remember my. I had been there for just like three months. Was that the, the head that got chopped off that you're talking about? <laughs> no, um, uh, that wasn't that, that was different, but, dude. Yeah, Damn. dude. Uh, we're like sitting inside someone's house and we hear what we thought are fireworks outside because it was around Christmas time and they celebrate Christmas the same way we celebrate like Fourth of July. Like, <laughs> you just get the guns out. It's here. a party and dude, fireworks. Oh, yeah. Like here, like Christmas is like a real somber. Yeah, it's like quiet. wholesome. We just like chill in our houses, yeah. spend time with family. In Latin America, it's a party. Like it is fireworks, celebration, music all night. Right. Like dancing and that just, just that chaos. Just sounds more lit than. Oh, dude, it's way more lit than here. Yeah. Um, I couldn't sleep, though, because, like, they had, like, a parade go through the street. Okay. And, like, right in front of our house. And so it was just loud music until, like, 4 in the morning and fireworks going off to, like, 4 a.m. Jesus. And so, like, all night, I remember, like, grabbing my pillow and just, like, trying to cover my yeah. ears so I, I could sleep. But Was it just because it was loud or did you have PTSD? Were you, like, a dog? No, <laughs> dude, it was just so loud. Oh, okay. Like, every time I tried to. Like, they were literally lighting fireworks outside our front door. Like, oh, jeez. Um, and so, this is, like, a week before Christmas, and people are pre-gaming. And just, for, like, the whole week of leading up to Christmas is people just fireworks are, You hear night. fireworks. Dude, I bought a ton of fireworks, because fireworks are so cheap. I <laughs> bought, like... I bought 300 firecrackers for what would be 10 cents here. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, that's, dude. And we would like, pretty sick. you just light it, it has a fuse, and you just like throw it, and yeah. it's like a little grenade. Oh, like, damn. Dude, my, uh, like, I don't know, this is the Mormon terminology, but the dude you're assigned with is your companion. Yeah, so right. Like, my companion would be like in the bathroom, and I would light the firecracker and slide it through <laughs> the door. But, uh, yeah, no, dude, they, it goes crazy. Their firework sales are nuts. Like, yeah. 
December. Like, I want to go visit Guatemala just to buy a ton of fireworks and play with them. Um, <laughs> you, like, sh- you show up and dude, they ask t- you how much money you 25 have. 25 like, bucks. Need, yeah, all you need is $25. All you need is an Andrew Jackson, dude. dude and 25 bucks, I got stadium. Yeah, like, stadium grade. of fire. Like, dude, I here. got that. <laughs> really? 25 bucks. Damn. And it's, like, a giant case, and you light it, and they all, sh- like, blow up, like, real, like, 4th of July fireworks, like, that... You need a license to operate that shit here. Yeah. And in Guatemala, you just need 25 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was crazy. So we're in someone's house. We hear the boom, boom, boom. We think it's right. like fireworks. We go outside, and there's like a dude in a puddle of blood, like right out in the street. You're like, that was, was like fireworks. Yeah, that, that was, was like, not fireworks. That was an AK-47. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was not. <laughs> it was not chill. Yeah. Uh, so it was, uh, yeah, I remember... I just like wouldn't tell like my family all the details. Yeah. Like I would oh, email them home. I'd be like, everything's cool. Like nothing yeah. bad's happening. You're like it's awesome. I'm having pupusas. Like yeah. it's great. <laughs> I, I like told my dad some of the stuff while I was there. All right. But like I didn't give him like full details. And my mom like I couldn't. Dude, my do mom. They, like, do they like tell you to like not tell them like what's going on? Like the like, gear mission people, or you just like no, I don't I, want them to like. Yeah, I just me. instinctively was like, I'm yeah. not going to tell. <laughs> it's probably and a good move. You don't want to be like a little bitch because uh, like <laughs> yeah. I was in a house uh, that had a rat infestation. Oh, okay. Like we come home, turn on the lights, and you see like twenty or thirty rats. Jesus Christ! And dude. what you don't know about rats is that they can climb walls like spiders. Yeah. Like just climb the wall. Jesus, dude. And so like. There was, like, our roof was, there'd be a gap between the wall and the roof. Right. It was a concrete, like, cinder block oh, house. Oh, okay. And then it was a tin roof just made out of, like... Yeah, so the rats would just come through the little yeah. gap. So we opened, yeah, we opened the door, and they would all run up the wall, climb the wall like spiders, oh, and Jesus. then jump outside. And so every day we knew there'd be a bunch of rats. So, like, we'd open the door, like, hurry and grab brooms and try to beat as many rats oh, to nice, death dude. as we could, because, like... We figured, them, dude. we figured if we killed a bunch of them, yeah, they would... Uh, they'd get scared. There'd be they'd, less they'd, of them. They'd tell their friends. And, dude, every night... You guys were trying to... You guys I'd were just taking bed. a page out of, the, out, of the, out of the 18th Street Gang's book. You were trying <laughs> yeah. to send a message to the rats, dude. Dude, I have a video of us executing a rat. <laughs> oh, nice, dude. That we had, like, with a... Like a piece of... A broken broom. Like, it was a shard of wood. And we just, Good like, Lord. stabbed it in the neck. And uh, did the other rats like <laughs> they did not get the warning? message? Like, they did not they... get the message. <laughs> okay. Like I'd go to bed I, when I come home, I'd have to like clean all the rat poop off my bed, right? And then I'd like go to bed, and in the morning I wake up and there'd be rat poop all over me. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> like that, like dude, like the the guy, the lady getting their head cut off. Like, that's fine. The dude throwing a grenade at a public bus, little kid. That's fine. Rat shit, dude. When you're yeah. sleeping. Dude, Dude, I'm out. And, uh, yeah, and I, like, heard stories of people, like, rats, like, nibbling at their feet while they're sleeping and stuff, so every night I wore socks, because I was, like, worried that would happen to me. Yeah, and you get, like, rat AIDS or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, rat AIDS. And, um, so... Dude, this is probably the first episode I've actually talked about Guatemala, so it's probably good to have this in an episode, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I... So, one month the church forgot to pay our electric bill and so our electricity got cut off and it was was, rat city fuck that because it was dark i don't like this story dude i don't like rats bro oh dude and rats like because i don't think there's really rats in utah it's mice there's not it's all mice they're little i still rats are like 
They're fucking big. It's big. Like, I remember I went to New York for the first time like three years ago, and I saw this rat in the subway, and I like shit my pants, dude. It was the size of a cat, dude. Dude, they're huge. Like, I was like, that's a fuck, that's a rat? Our neighbors got a cat to take care of the mice, not the mice, the rats at their house. Okay. And the rats ganged up and killed their cat. Yeah, dude. So I was uh, sleeping on my bed one night, and like oh, I moved my arm, and there was like two rats on my bed, and they ran across my arm and jumped off the God, bed. God, dude. And I was just like frustrated. Yeah. And this is like the first time I shared like real shit with my mom, and I emailed, <laughs> and I was like, I'm just pissed. I was like, they forgot to pay our electric bill. Oh, so gosh. it's been rat city in our house all week. Dude. And oh, it was just dark, and you just hear. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah dude. you hear that everywhere. Just oh, that dude, it gives me, that gives me the creeps, dude. And I don't like that. I, uh, I mean, dude, I came, I think overall it was a good experience right. because I came in there as like this 19 year old kid with like not a lot of world experience. Yeah. From Spokane. Yeah. And like, you, you know, Clay, uh, yeah. he's not Mormon, has never been Mormon or anything. <laughs> yeah. We were just like bros in high school. Right. But, like, he said, like, uh, talking to me, when I talked to him about, like, Guatemala, like, I almost got, like, a military experience without the combat. Like, just, like, the different stuff I yeah. saw. And, like, roughing it and, like, stuff like that. Yeah, like, you, you roughed but, it, but you never got to kill anybody. So. Yeah, I never I never had to kill anyone. So, like, it was, like, a good experience. Like, it really, yeah. like, helped me adult. No, dude, for sure. Like, every, all my friends that went on missions, like, I feel like they're way more of an adult than I was at that yeah. time. Like, I, was like, I, I feel like I'm the least adult of everyone I know <laughs> yeah. who's gone on missions. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm fucking doing stand-up. And, yeah. like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, I'm not... They have, they have, like, 10 kids by 30 already. Dude, yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm 29, no kids. Yeah. Not planning on having any kids, like, anytime right. soon. Like, that's not... Yeah. Well, dude, it's funny. Like, I grew up... I mean, I, like, grew up Mormon, but, like, didn't, like... Like, I, I basically went because, like, all my friends in my neighborhood went. Like, yeah. my parents didn't care. Like, like I remember last night, I was like, hey, do I have to go to church anymore? And he's like, dude, I don't believe this shit anymore. He's like, you don't have to go anymore. I was like, oh, well, sick. I guess I got my Sundays back. <laughs> and, like, but, like, even um, even talking to my buddies that went on a mission, dude, like, A, first of all, the people that take it seriously, like, that's got to be, it's a lot of, like. It's a lot of discipline. It's a lot of discipline, and that carries on through your life for sure. Because, like, I know these guys, and they're successful, like, whatever. But then the other, the other side of it is you have those, like, degenerate fucking dumbass friends that went on a mission like i have a friend that got a tattoo on his mission <laughs> like i have a friend that the night before we sent him on his mission we like had a party at my friend's like dad's cabin uh-huh. and we just got tanked like shit faced hammered the night before he flew out for his mission oh jeez, terrible terrible stuff that dude's an idiot now but he, i love him yeah no it, you get what you put into it for sure like i was pretty disciplined yeah. uh uh, I changed a lot. Like I came in, like I was like a robot. That if the church designed a robot to be really? a missionary, that was me. Like when you got there, I got there. I was like, we're following every rule to a mm-hmm. T. And um, not that like I started breaking rules. I didn't do anything like crazy. But like I just learned how to have fun at the end. Yeah, it's like, like it's a crazy experience. It's yeah. a crazy way to live your life as a nineteen-year-old. Like, it really is. Like all like everybody like other normal like nineteen-year-olds are going to college. And yeah, they're partying. They're doing keg stands. You know what I mean? I, I remember my twenty-first birthday in <laughs> yeah. Guatemala, and I celebrated. I went to this grocery store and bought an orange juice, and like I think they had Skittles. 
like, because it was hard to find American stuff. Yeah, right. And so I found, like, two American things, and that was, like, my big birthday, like, thing. I was like, I got orange juice and Skittles. Today is sweet. (laughs) Like, this is a good day. And now I'm going to go knock on doors all day. Yeah. And I was like, I remember thinking, like, this is not what other 21-year-olds are doing. I was, I was knocking on doors at 21 years old. <laughs> yeah. But when I was done that night, we went to we went to the beer tower. <laughs> Three beer towers on my 21st birthday. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, the, the mission stuff's crazy. It's like, you hear, like, wild different stories. Like, most of the ones from Central America are, like, what you say, where it's, like, just in, like, just poverty, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, just straight up, just, like, rats shitting you in your mouth. You don't know what poverty is until you see that, because yeah. I wasn't ready. Like, people told me going in, it's really poor. Yeah. And, like, you're like, yeah, I get it. It's really poor. But when yeah. you get there, you don't realize, like... You're like, oh, these people, they don't have electricity. Yeah. Oh, they cook with fire? Yeah. Like... They don't have they gas? Live in the, yeah, they live yeah. in the jungle? Like, they're... <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. And, like, that... And then when you go and do summer cells, and they're like, oh, we're going to the hood in Baton Rouge. And you're yeah. like, what do you mean the hood? And you're like, this guy's got 30-inch rims, dude. Yeah, what are you talking about? Wasn't... Like, dude, it's a... Yeah, the mission stuff is crazy, dude. Like... Did you ever know anybody that went like to like Asia, like or like uh, like Southeast Asia, or like? My dad went to Taiwan. Oh, really? Yeah. My uh, so this one dude I work with now, he went to uh, Singapore, uh-huh. and he told me his companions were wild, dude. Like they would like they would like go and like hook up with like Malaysian girls. Dude, I've heard stories. Like, uh, like I didn't the, even realize that was the, a thing. I heard the Philippines like, yeah, things get wild. And there's, like, definitely stigmas, because, like, I know yeah. Central America, we'd have some pretty wild missionaries. Uh, oh, okay. Dude, we had, like, <laughs> we had, like, people get kicked out for the craziest things. Really? Yeah. Like, like, he's, like, trying to, like, hook up with, like, some villagers or something? Like, <laughs> Dude, which I never understand. Cause, that's uh, insane. Dude, these, like, national, like, these national so... geographic jungle people were yeah, not, like, dude. they weren't attractive at all. Yeah, but, like... It's like you're you're at home and you're like you're looking at these hot chicks on Instagram, and they're, they're like you know like in their little BMW or whatever, and then like well I mean it kind of makes sense because if you think about it like that's what they're doing, and then like the next day they're in the jungle. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I well, don't know. dude, in, Instagram wasn't really a thing. I oh, went yeah, in 2012 because we're the same. We're the same age, I think. Because you're 29, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you're both the same age. So. Like, I came home and everyone was on Instagram and yeah. I was like, "What's Instagram?" I had no idea. I, people had to explain to me yeah. what it was, it's and like, everyone like... was on it. And I was like so reluctant to use it because like Facebook was the big thing, and yeah. everyone was on Facebook when right. I left. Like no yeah. one was not on. Facebook. Yeah, nobody did not have it. Like nobody didn't regularly post their status on Facebook, being like, "Yeah, Grace thinking about cheese today," or like, "Yeah, whatever. Dude, <laughs> like you'd like, like type your statuses in the third person, like." <laughs> Dude, I like right. Yeah, Drew is kicking it with Jared. (laughs) Gray is jamming to Blink One Eighty Two. Hell yeah, yeah. dude! I see those like Facebook will show you your old posts. Oh, it's so bad. It was just a different world the way we would like interact on social media. I would I would see like Bible verses on there, and I'm just like, why, dude? What are you doing? Which is funny because like six year olds still act that way on Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, boomers act the same way on Facebook that I did when I was in ninth grade. That is very accurate. <laughs> that's funny. But, dude. yeah, dude, that's why my Instagram, it was hard to build, like, a following. Because, yeah. like, my Facebook, I had, like, a decent number of friends. Because, like, yeah, cause all that's the people had, like, from high school. Yeah. And, like, I went to college. And so I have, like, all these friends yeah. who are adding on Facebook. 
and then I get Instagram and it's like zero followers and that's why like building a following for like my comedy page was hard because yeah. like I didn't have like a base number to start with right like, I know people they're just regular Instagram they have like 800 followers yeah so like, they're not an influencer or anything yeah it's just like a, yeah like a, you know you meet somebody that's got like 800 yeah. and it's like I have Facebook friends who are like people who are obscure acquaintances from high school because like <laughs> yeah. they added me when we were in high school yeah but I'm not gonna add them on Instagram like because yeah, no. it's I haven't like this is like I didn't get Instagram until like 2016 and right. like it's like okay I haven't seen them since 2010 yeah. so I'm not gonna well the yeah. worst thing on Facebook is when you get those uh, like class reunion like groups that oh yeah did you have group. your 10 year reunion I didn't go but um dude, they were what? like they all, they all were um posting about it, like all like all in the Facebook group for like six months before uh-huh. and I'm just like dude the fact that you guys are so excited about this is like fucking crazy to me I would have gone like, to mine probably if you lived up there but it happened uh the week we moved here oh and so it was the week after we moved to utah oh, okay and i was like well we are in utah i'm not You're like yeah, i'm not gonna drive that. back for a high school reunion yeah uh, and then they wanted to last second make it virtual because of covid oh and i was like that's retarded yeah like, i'm not doing that and this yeah. was this was uh 2021 and i'm yeah. like we're like we're past this by now I, you feel like spokane would be like past that well it's spokane the thing is, like, in COVID, what you learned is there was so much to do with the state that you lived in. It was. And Washington was crazy. Yeah. And even, like, Spokane is, like, uh, I guess considerably, like, more conservative than, like, Salt Lake. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Spokane is in Washington State. Yeah, true. Like, like my brother. So my brother moved up to Washington. He lives in Aberdeen. Like, kind of uh-huh. Aberdeen right now. He's, like, the most liberal person that I know. Like, it's it's insane. Like, he... But that, like, he just chose to move up to Washington. He loves it up there. That's his vibe. Yeah. But, Dude, the comedy scene, like, in Spokane... Was way more, like, woke and progressive than... Really? Like, yeah, dude. The comedians there were, That's like... Weird. Policing other comedians' jokes. Really? Like, yeah, dude. For, like... I don't like, feel like I've ran into that here of you. No, not yeah. at all. It's been very refreshing being in Utah. Yeah. Uh, you can, like, openly, like, collaborate with other comedians and, like, right. try to, like, workshop jokes. And that's the thing. People, like, don't understand. Like, a joke isn't, like, its final product when you see it at an open mic. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a joke I'm doing right now that I started doing, like, a month ago. Okay. And it's about my dog. And my dog doesn't like violence. And, like, if there's a show on the TV and there's a fight scene, he freaks out and barks at the TV. If I, like, hug my wife too aggressively, he'll, like, bark at me. Yeah. Like, if my wife, like, jumps on top of me on the couch and is, like, hugging me, you know, like, being silly, like, he will attack my wife because he (laughs) thinks she's attacking me. Right. So, he doesn't like violence. He's not chill. And so, here's what the joke is now. Uh, the joke is we talked to a dog trainer and the dog trainer told us that if a, you don't want a dog to, if a dog doesn't like something, the way to train them out of not liking it is to give them treats while that thing's happening. <laughs> so like if a dog doesn't like their paws being rubbed, you give them treats while you rub their paws. Oh, gotcha. So now my wife is giving our dog treats while I pretend to hit her. <laughs> and now my dog thinks domestic violence is the coolest <laughs> <Yeah>. thing ever. <laughs> 
then uh, after that, I'm like, I would never, like, on purpose. But, like, if I accidentally knocked my wife down the stairs, my dog would be like, holy shit, that's 70 treats. Like, that's yeah. like, holy shit, I'm getting so many begging strips right now. <laughs> so that's the joke, right? That's and funny. now it's kind of funny. The first time I did that joke was at an open mic. In and Spokane? Or no, here? no, here. Okay. Like, this is a brand new bit I started working okay. on, like, a month ago. Oh, nice. But the first rendition sucked. And most jokes suck their first yeah, rendition. Yeah, like all of them, most of them do. Like. Yeah. And so, like, you know that there's a nugget of funny in there, and you're trying yeah. to find it. And so you're just trying to extract it. Um, I did it at an open mic, and I got lectured by these, like, white women who were, were they there. Were they comics, or were they just no, there? No, no, okay. they weren't comics. I, I've never been lectured by I was going to say, I don't, feel like, I don't feel like there's any comics that are, like... I had one comic like a year ago that like I said I, I did a like a trans joke and I was it was about the uh, when the you remember the Daily Double or not the Daily Double the Jeopardy winner uh-huh. how she's trans uh, I had like a stupid tag about how she was like Daily Double dipping the genders or something <laughs> and this girl came up to me and was like pissed off that I made a joke was about it a comic it. yeah and I was like I was like this wasn't even like offensive towards like trans people really I feel like I was like Daily Double like double yeah. gender like i don't know like no I, there's just some it's topics just they decide are off topic yeah and if and you touch it even them. if you touch it like in a place of like curiosity and open-mindedness yeah. they'll still come at you because there's no jokes allowed about this subject because they decided yep um any the first rendition of the joke about my dog i talked about how my dog didn't like violence right and now like we trained him to like it and now my dog thinks it's super cool and i beat the shit out of my wife yeah and that didn't land like people yeah. like, the the crowd would like tighten up and they'd be like what like, yeah. like, and, and i get why that didn't land but yeah. that was the first draft yeah like, it was the first time you ran it because now first time you said it. now when i run it it gets good laughs so right. What comics in Spokane, they would, like, police other people's That's jokes. That's insane. So, like, th- nobody would probably I don't think have it's bits a- that would grow anywhere if they're getting policed all the time. Yeah, like- I don't think it's that way anymore, but there was a few certain comics. And I started my fir- I started in 2017. Okay. Um, And this is, like, you know, a year after Trump was elected, and people who didn't like Trump were, like, freaking out, losing uh, their minds. Yeah. So they were hypersensitive to, like, everything. Yeah. And I... I, I didn't vote for Trump, but I yeah. just think caring about politics is gay, and so like <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's like that's like my political stance. Yeah, and so these people though they're so like caught up in their like politics that like if they see a they comic, can't see the funny parts of like how crazy these people are. No, like, and they would yeah they would tell you like that you can't joke about certain things or tell that's you, so annoying. Like I have a joke about my autistic brother. Um, I talked about this on the podcast already, but. I remember this comic, he did jokes about being autistic. He was autistic. And he came up to me and said, I shouldn't do the jokes about my autistic brother anymore because I'm not autistic. And me doing jokes about my autistic brother when I don't have autism is the same as a white guy going on stage and saying the (laughs) N-word. Good Lord, dude. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so these these people are nuts. Yeah, dude, that guy sounds retarded. I don't know. Yeah, no, dude, <laughs> no, dude he was fucking retarded. Like that guy is a retard. <laughs> like, well, it's, it's funny too because like you could have like flipped it back on him and like just been like Uno reverse, dude. Like, you know what? Well, you, it's offensive to me because my brother has autism, and you going up there and like joking about your own autism actually really triggers me. You fucking <laughs> asshole. Yeah, dude. I should have. I should have taken that. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude. 
But yeah, no, it was uh, they they just uh, the ch- vibe was not chill. Um, and even though Salt Lake City's, I I think Spokane and Salt Lake are probably equally as progressive. Cause really? Spokane, yeah, Spokane's a blue city and like a red. No, Spokane's a red city in a blue state. Yeah. And uh, Salt Lake is a blue city and a red state. state. And so I think that evens them out. Like, they're about equally as, like, liberal. Yeah. Like, I I remember, like, I was thinking um, when I went down to Texas, I went down to Texas this last, like, fall, and I was was excited, dude. I was like, I'm going to go do... My new, all my bits that I that are good, they're all Austin? new crowds. Um, not Austin. I was in Dallas. Okay. So I was in Dallas for like a couple months, and I went out to an open mic, and I did really, really good. And it was a lot of uh, you know just just some of the jokes that I've done a ton of times, and like I could do them. And then the, uh, we did we did the show, and the next show we did, I did a, a few like I was like I'm in Dallas, I'm in Texas, dude. I can joke around with these guys. I can be a hick. I can be a <laughs> I can be a redneck. I can be conservative, and these guys will like connect with it, dude. Not at all is what is what happened. It was the polar opposite because it's like such a conservative place that I felt like the comedy scene there was the complete opposite. Yeah, it's of what kind the of like was. the counterculture. Yeah, so like the things that I thought would be funny, I'm just like, oh my god. Like, I was like, how are the people in Utah? Um, how are the people in Dallas bigger pussies than the people in fucking Salt Lake City, Utah, dude? It was yeah. insane. But I will say though, Provo is the worst. Like, <laughs> you think Provo. so? Oh yeah. Oh dude. I mean, I, I I have no middle ground in Provo. Really? Um, I either kill or I bomb really hard. Really? And I would say I have killed more in Provo than I've bombed. Yeah. But the bombings the have bombs been stick so with you. bad. <laughs> they stick, they stick with and you for a couple days. because, like, you just tell these jokes that, like, they don't... They just stare at me like... I don't know. The reason they're we're like, saying I'm gonna, these... They're like, I'm going to pray for you. The tonight. things we're saying on stage aren't our real thoughts. Yeah. Like, comedians, we're just trying to say funny things. Right. And, like, I have a joke about how women are responsible for the Holocaust. <sighs> and it's a great joke. It lands... And then I did it in front of, like, all families in Provo. Oh, like, yeah. Kids in the audience. And they just... It, crickets. When yeah. I did the punchline. And I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Like, the little kids are just like, Dad? Yeah. Um, why did he say six million wasn't that many? Something <laughs> like... <laughs> That's crazy, dude. So, oh, have you ever stolen company property? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I, uh... Even I think right now, like half the stuff I use on my job now is stuff that I've stolen from like <laughs> tech companies, dude. Like I got like a headphones. I got a I got a I got a nice like dongle that I've been using for two years that I took from this one company. Um, I mean, technically, I still have a laptop from the company that fired me. I never fucking sent it back to him. <laughs> really? Did they not <laughs> yeah. ask for it? Uh, I don't know. They keep emailing me like every day. they keep emailing me every day to sign this DocuSign but I just have never done it why I don't know I just don't want to I fuck them dude (laughs) those guys can kiss my fucking ass dude they're the only people that have fired me dude (laughs) actually it's not every day it's like every other day you know they can take you like to small claims court for the laptop I'll just bring the laptop to court dude don't say here you go sorry I got a little (laughs) backtracked I got a little busy sorry guys uh but I, I've, I've heard, like, three people from that company did the same thing, though, and I talked to one of the guys last week, and I was like, hey, dude, did you, like, it's, like, one of our bonding things is that we both, like, have a laptop. But, <laughs> but the, thing, the thing about it, though, is, like, I can't use, use it. it. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's locked. It's, it's locked. You can't get access to yeah, it. Li- literally, it's so stupid that I keep it, because the only reason that I keep it is because it's out of spite. <laughs> Just because I, I don't like my old badger so much, dude. It was bad, dude. Like, I hated that dude so much that even doing show like, shows, open mics, whatever... 
Um, I would, I would like end my sets for probably a month in like in July, and I would say, like, all right, everybody, we'll see you on the count of three. I just need everybody to say, fuck you. Brad, whatever, we'll say his name. He's not gonna listen to this, but dude, and then I'd get the whole crowd to say it. Dude, I hope Brad hears this. I hope he does. Hey, dude, Brad, dude. if you're listening, I hate you, you fucking cunt. Just kidding, that was a little too much. That felt a little, uh, that felt a little angry. <laughs> Don't clip it dude, out. This though. podcast is gonna pop. <laughs> yeah, Brad's no, I, Brad's gonna see this and sue me. I probably. do have plans for this podcast. I I have goals. Okay, uh, I'm hoping that by 2024. Uh, I'm getting ten thousand listeners an episode. Yeah. So hopefully, here's hopefully hopefully by then. Uh, hopefully by then, in the so I still Brad ha- will. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he hears it, and then hopefully also um, I still have the laptop. <laughs> they can come after me for having the laptop. <laughs> yeah, dude. My last episode, three hundred and eighty-seven listens. Oh so damn! Yeah, so uh, dude, there's a there's a good popping. chance there's <laughs> a good, there's a good chance it could get out there, dude, into the, into the ether. Um. So let's go into the fun questions. Okay. Uh, first, uh, what makes men so much better at driving than women? Ooh, I want to say like I want to say like unfiltered rage, because like sometimes when you're driving and you just like it's like it's not calm, cool, and collected when you're safe all the time. Cause uh-huh. Sometimes you got to have a little rage behind the wheel to make sure that you're like still sane, right? Sometimes, I mean, to be honest with you, I might be speaking from the other side of the aisle because I feel like I drive like a like a middle-aged white housewife dude like my whole like my whole floor my car is covered in like iced coffee cups dude you're just i've popping. hit i've hit so many curbs in my fucking car dude you're just popping xanax on the freeway. <laughs> I'm just popping xanax dude drinking red wine out of a stanley mug with a handle <laughs> but um like i think on the way here uh i was on the freeway for probably like five minutes and i realized that my uh parking brake was on so i don't i don't think i'm the right person to ask this question <laughs> I got like the world's worst driver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man. So next question, okay. So I don't know how it was in Ogden, but okay. when I was a kid, I called all my friends fags. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Super common. Yeah, it's just it's just what you do. It's just like if your friend's being weird, you just call them a fag, dude. Yeah, like, and, it, and it was also if you use it for someone like you didn't like, it was like synonymous with douche. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, you want to fight, faggot? Like, yeah, it exactly. It wasn't like I actually think that dude's, like... Yeah, it's like, you don't think they're gay. Yeah, but... I, but even then, it's like... I, I still, thought he was a fag. It's like, a, yeah, I still thought he was a fag, and it's like, yeah, I still thought he was gay, too, but, like, not, like, gay, gay, just stupid, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> like, yeah, like, you'd have to clarify. Um, so, suicide rates okay. among teenagers, much lower when I was in high school. Right. Now, they've skyrocketed. It's almost okay. four times what it right. was. And kids aren't calling their friends fags anymore. Yeah. Do you think we need to get kids to call each other fags again? Yeah, I, I to think, save some lives. Yeah, I think there should be like a like a sex ed program, but instead of like teaching kids about their maturation stuff, they should just teach them about bullying and like just give them really good bullying tactics. And they should have like five names. Like you should have fag, you should have gay, you should have retarded. Like there's a there's a few words in there that just were like staples of Dude, a fourteen year old boy's mind. Which is so crazy because like my sister graduated high school in 2019. She's okay. Young younger than me and i told her like yeah we said fag all the time and she went to the same high school i went to okay and she's like oh you'd be kicked out of school if you called that's that insane and dude, like, that's i heard one of my teachers nuts. call somebody fag. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> like dude I, I played football in high school yeah, I, mean, I, got, dude. I got called fag by coaches yeah, all the time dude. 
Like, that's what's crazy is, like, that's not even that long. It's, like, 10 years, maybe, right? Since yeah. me and you graduated high school. And it's, like, I remember there was a coach at my school that, like, pants some dude in the locker room or whatever. <laughs> and, like, he got, like, suspend- he got, like, suspended from being a coach for, like, a week. And then came back and he was still a coach. But, like, nowadays he'd, like, be in fucking prison, dude. Yeah, dude. There was crazy stuff going on. Dude, yeah. And, like, retard was, like, just thrown around. Yeah, that was just like, normal. Like, it was like, fine. Like, you don't call... No one... I never met anyone who went up to special needs kids and were like, yeah. hey, you fucking retards. Yeah. No, you would just, like, you would call your friends retards. Yeah, exactly. Like, if your friends, like, like, if you saw your friend, like, go try to hit on a girl and, like, went really bad and he comes back and you're like, dude, you look like a retard up there. You know, yeah. what are you, gay or something like that? <laughs> dude, that was common. I, like, go back and I see, like, old Facebook posts with my friends commenting. Oh, dude. Like, you see so many retard gay dude, facts. it's bad. Burning. That's what's nice about Facebook, how they bring the memories up. <laughs> it like brings it up to you, and you're like, oh, yeah, I gotta delete that one. <laughs> like, But, dude, the crazy thing on, oh, it's so bad when you see those memories pop up from, like, 2010 or, like, 2011, dude. And you just have a, like, not even, a, like, a, the full fag slur, like, the full F slur, dude, just written three times in one Facebook status. That's crazy. <laughs> like, 2010 was a different time, dude. Dude, it was nuts. I, uh, dude, I played hockey... Okay. In uh, college. Oh, nice. And I remember in a game, this dude was like, he got me in the corner and was just cross-checking me in the back. Okay. And I finally get on my feet and I like grab him by his like helmet strap. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, do you want to go, faggot? (laughs) And that was like a normal like. Yeah, dude. I don't. Like I remember, my friend said something like that similar, and he stomped on some guy's nuts with his football cleats, dude. <laughs> like I feel like I feel like we we're like the last of the Mohicans, dude. Like, dude we were just like the we were like the last generation of people to just be fucking full well, on reckless was, degenerates, dude. I think it was better because it was like, better. No one was weird with each other. Like yeah. it was authentic. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Like, like, like it was. I, I, jo- I joke about how like there's no like black people in Spokane. Right. Yeah, obviously we had them. Yeah, exactly. And, um, like, no one was weird around black people. Like, I would, like, black kids in my school, I wasn't weird with them. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I would make race jokes, and they would make race jokes back yeah. about me being white. And, like, we just have a fun back and forth. Yeah. Where, like, now I think if someone saw that, they'd be horrified. Yeah. But, like, that was us bonding. Like, we were, like, yeah. we were, like, we were, like we were like bros because of that. Yeah. And like now it's like I feel like kids now they have to be so uptight around yeah, each other. Dude. And like that's why that's why all these kids are freaking killing themselves, killing themselves and authentic. shooting up the schools, dude. There's no they authenticity. Yeah, dude, everybody they they can't tell, dude. They just don't know. Yeah. Well it's because yeah, like when they ban all these like things that you can't say all yeah. these things you can't say, it's like I don't know. I think that might be leading to... I'm getting serious now. This is supposed to be a funny podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, now I have been recording for the last five minutes... uh, <laughs> just being like, we need to say fast. <laughs> yeah, I'm like dude. dying on this hill. <laughs> yeah, like, I, dude, I am putting a petition together. I'm getting people to sign it. And if you don't sign it, you're a fag. So, oh man, it's crazy, dude. Let's do. I got two more questions here. All right, and we'll wrap it up. Cool. Um, if a chick sleeps with a bunch of dudes, is she empowered or is she a slut? Um, that's my, that's my beautiful queen, dude. <laughs> Where's she at, dude? Give me your number, bro. 
You're uh, like, hell yeah, babe, you're empowered. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, I, like, here's the thing with I, what I think with it is like, if I want to go, if I want to go sleep with a bunch of women, dude, like, I don't want to be called a slut for it. Yeah, you know but you're I mean? a champion, so you're a dude. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude. I, I think I think girls can be champions too, bro. I think they should feel like it. It feels cool, dude. Like when my bros dab me up after I have a nice little hot streak, dude. There's nothing better than that. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like. Like being a promiscuous man and your friends slut shaming you for it, dude. Dude, that would be awesome. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's uh, the way we need to go. <laughs> yeah, you're like, we need to say faggot again, and we need to start slut shaming men. <laughs> yeah, dude, that would be sick. <laughs> you know, Clay had a bit about that. Uh, his dad told him, like, if he ever needs condoms, like, come to him and he'll get some for him. Okay. Uh, when he was in high school. Oh, okay. And, like, that was, like, he had that talk with him when he was 14. So when Clayton was, like, 16, like, getting ready to have sex. Right. He hits his dad up on that offer. Yeah. And I think his dad was, like, I didn't think you'd actually take me up on that. You're, like, you freaking nerd. And I didn't think this would happen to his you. His dad <laughs> takes him to the store and, like, buys condoms for him and was, like cursing under his breath the whole time but oh then, really like, yeah but then he like slut shamed clayton for being such a <laughs> oh, <slut. no. laughs> and he had a bit he's like i think i'm the only dude who's been slut shamed by his dad by their dad <laughs> oh god oh man that's funny dude uh yeah, being slushed by your dad would probably really uh, fuck you <laughs> up, dude. Like, I'm thinking if my dad did that, I'd probably, I'd probably just be gay, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, then you'd be a gay slut. <laughs> you just never escape it, dude. <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. But yeah, dude, they, I think they should just sleep wherever they want, dude. I don't care. But uh, my episode they, with Oz was fun. Because I was like, I don't know how to answer that question. (laughs) He's like, slut's not okay. But (laughs) he's like, if a woman... And I was like, well, just imagine a chick gets pounded by 50 football players. Like, is she a slut? And then he's like, well, she's definitely damaged. And I was like... like, (laughs) That's worse. I was like, I also think she's damaged goods. (laughs) I was like, that's... Oh man, that's funny, dude. Or you're just like, listen, Oz. There's this huge whore. Okay? <laughs> you think that she, you think that we should say those things about her? And I was like, uh, you know, I just think that she has a little baggage. I would, I would say that. It's like, uh, dude, she's literally she's literally doing this for crack cocaine, dude. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. So last question here. Okay. If uh, you were to wipe one country off the map with a nuke. Which country is it? Just freaking uh, Luxembourg, dude. Luxembourg? Why? Why dude. is it there, dude? Luxembourg? Yeah, Luxembourg. I don't know how to fucking say I, it. Dude, I... That's why. That's why I'm angry about it. I'm getting <laughs> mad right now thinking about it, dude. What do they speak? Luxembourgese or something, dude. dude. The sh- so gay. That yeah, country. dude. Yeah, see, yeah. Why do you think I want a nuke? They, dude? they suck. You don't even need like a whole nuke. Like you could probably get away with like a twenty-two, <laughs> kill the whole fucking country, dude. Um, but for real, for real, if I had a nuke, one. Oh, country, is that not your for real answer? <laughs> I'm keeping track. I, I, I probably. I, mean, I ask. Like, I ask this question every episode. Okay. And so I'm like keeping track. Is there common countries? Like, there's like three people have said one country. No, like uh, three, hasn't. three people have been like, you know what? Fuck Bangladesh, dude. <laughs> like, I think Bangladesh was one of them. Really? Yeah, uh, but everyone so, picks a different country, and I'm going. 
I said this was my last two episodes, but I'm gonna actually do it. I'm gonna okay. buy a map and I'm gonna pull that map out every episode. <laughs> You're gonna write their and name. We're just going to erase a country off the map. Oh, nice! It'll be like that plague game. <laughs> yeah, see who's standing. Uh, right now, uh, and the rule is you can't pick uh, the U.S. Can you pick a country that's already been nuked? No. Okay. Well, that was just erases one. Yeah. So Luxembourg's gone, unless you're. Unless that's not your real answer. I, I think it might be my real answer. I, I can't think of anybody else I hate more than this. <laughs> like, dude. Like, that shit just... Like, and, like, dude. And, like, the people from Holland just ride bikes all day through tulips, man. <laughs> like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't have anything... I don't have beef so, against yeah. Europe, but I just have beef against bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah, so Amsterdam needs to go. Yeah, Amsterdam's adios, dude. Sorry. Dude, Weed's legal everywhere, dude. It's not loves. cool anymore. <laughs> like, like, grow up, dude. Like, make heroin legal or something. I mean, I'm pretty sure it is, but... It is an organ. Heroin is? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, that makes total sense, dude. You can also kill yourself in Oregon, by the way. Really? Yeah. Did you hear in Canada? Like, assisted suicide. Did you hear Canada did that? Like they made that legal for assisted suicide for okay because I'm pretty sure Oregon you just have to have a, like a terminal illness. Yeah, I think yeah. In I Canada, <laughs> you just have to have a mental illness. Oh damn! So you could just be like, I have ADHD, and I or like I'm depressed, <laughs> oh. and then your counselor's like, Have you thought about suicide? <laughs> you're like you know what actually do you have some brochures on that i'd like to look into it a little bit more no dude i well, yeah, being, being a therapist in canada is actually just like fucking easy because you just talk people into killing themselves <laughs> dude i've been uh i've listened to a podcast on it. it's pretty fucked really like veterans who like fought in like iraq and stuff in canada because yeah. you know they sent troops down there too yeah. and uh those dudes like call their version of the va for like help they need like a wheelchair ramp and the okay. VA, like, we don't have the funds for a wheelchair ramp, but have you thought about suicide? Like, yeah, dude. They're, like, straight up. They're trying to get everyone on dude, suicide. Dude, the, the more I hear about... You know what? I actually take back Luxembourg, dude. The more I hear about Canada, the more I don't like it. <laughs> like, 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 the more I just hate that place, dude. Every person I've met from Canada... Well, that's not true. There's one dude that I really, really dislike from Canada, but <laughs> every, he's from Vancouver. I feel like Vancouver is just gay. You know what I mean? Like... Like, uh, like if you meet a cool guy from Alberta, I feel like that's kind of sick. Dude, you know Alberta, I mean? that's where my mom's family's from. Oh, really? They're from Alberta. I feel like Alberta's crazy. They live dude. in the middle of nowhere. Like, it's, it's just like, like, the it's like Montana of... Yeah. It's the Montana of Canada. It's like Texas of Canada. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's nuts. They have, I'm like, the like, stampede there. Rodeos, like, yeah. Yeah, All dude. of that. Yeah, Canada fucking sucks, dude. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather New Canada than Luxembourg, probably. <laughs> dude, like, that's just, that just sucks, dude. Okay, but, Canada is off the map. Yeah, Canada's off the map, dude. Nobody, nobody else can come back, dude. That's a lot of land, dude. Like, and that's the thing that's crazy too. Do you know there's only like two hundred people in Canada, like total? Like, I always thought it was like so many people live in Canada, but then they like told the actual population, it's like m- like ninety percent of the country lives in like Toronto. Yeah, and then well, the whole rest of the country is just like a fucking barren tundra wasteland. I don't know if it's that much, but yeah, like. 95% of the country lives within, like, five hours of the U.S. Yeah, border. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, they all live very close to the U.S. border. Yeah. Because and you can't go much farther north. Yeah, what are you going to... Yeah, you're going to be on the North Pole, dude. Like, you're going to be fighting grizzly bears. Yeah, like, that's not fun. And then you're basically in Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Which, Alaska's tight, dude. Have you been? No, but it's tight. I wouldn't, <laughs> I, I wouldn't fucking nuke it. <laughs> I'd make sure, make sure there was a good uh, barrier between Canada and Alaska. I that. <laughs> Well, sweet, man. Hey, dude, thanks for doing the podcast. This yeah, of course, fun. dude. This is fun. This is dope. Sweet. You're fired.